Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about wealth. Let's talk about greed. Let's talk being broke, living in poverty. Let's talk about black. Let's talk about white. Let's talk about how we still fight for our rights. Let's talk government, sex schemes, and drugs. And let's talk about God. Let's talk about love. Let's discuss our feeling. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Blessed to Be Us. I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantra Levette, and this is Bougie Bible Study. If you are new here, I'd like to welcome you to the number one best Bible study class that you will ever come across. And if you are not new here, you already know how we get down over here as we dive into the Bible and read a chapter a week and get the inside story of what took place back in the ancient times that is still being preached about today that is so vital for our lives today. I mean, the stories have been eye-opening. They have been very much touching. They've been life-giving they've been encouraging they just been speaking to me in ways that I know that I couldn't get from hearing it from a pastor or hearing it from a local preacher or hearing it from a preacher that's international on tv or anywhere else but just diving into the bible myself solely letting the lord use me to hear the stories and see what he trying to talk to me about and see what god is trying to instruct me about so I welcome you as my cousin in Christ to this Bible study class. I mean, if you're trying to get with the Lord, then this is the best place to be because I'm trying to get with the Lord. I'm trying to, I'm already with the Lord, but I'm, I'm constantly trying to get with the Lord. Like every day I'm waking up like, okay, Lord, what's up? Like, what's the plans? Because I learned that in my 36 years of life, I need God and I need God in my life today and tomorrow and every other day that he allowed me to be here. So yes, welcome to the best Bible study class that you have reached. Today's class, we will be in 2 Samuel. You can check out any episode before and hear the episodes. Last two weeks ago, we were in 1 Samuel and we heard about the story of David and Goliath. And of course, everybody heard that story if you are a church goer or if you heard or if you listen to preachers or anything, if you hear a little snippets of it. But what's so great about this podcast, God has allowed me to dive into stories to take me through the Bible to get a good understanding of his purpose and plan for us. He gave us instructions. He gave us advice. He gave us comfort, peace, and all of those things within this Bible. And it was so crazy for me is that he does touch me in ways that he could touch you very differently. And so he allowed me to come on this podcast and go into the stories and really allow him to use me. And that's why I'm here and that's why I'm related to you. So no fret, no worries, no judgment over here. You can be from any background religion you choose to. This is solely a relationship podcast. I encourage myself to have a relationship with God and I also encourage my listeners to have a relationship with God too. So if you are ready, go ahead and grab your Bibles again. This week class, we will be in 2 Samuel chapter 11. And the title for our episode is David and Bathsheba. So grab your Bibles. You can simply grab any version you choose to. You can listen. You can just follow along. It's your choice. It's your business. There is no judgment over here. Again, if you are ready, 
I am ready too. And yeah, let's go. Second Samuel chapter 11, David and Bathsheba. In the spring at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, She is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah, the Hittite. Then David sent messengers to her to get her. She came to him and he slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. Then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David saying, I am pregnant. So David sent this word to Joab, send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent him to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab was, how the soldiers were, and how the war was going. Then David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah left the palace and a gift from the king was sent after him. But Uriah slept at the entrance to the palace with all his master's servants and did not go down to his house. David was told Uriah did not go home. So he asked Uriah, haven't you just come from a military campaign? Why didn't you go home? Uriah said to David, The ark in Israel and Judah are staying in tents, and my commander Joab and my lord's men are camped in the open country. How could I go to my house to eat and drink and make love to my wife? As surely as you live, I would not do such a thing. Then David said to him, Mm, stay here one more day and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. At David's invitation, he ate and drank with him and David made him drunk. But in the evening, Uriah went out to sleep on his mat among his master's servants. He did not go home. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. In it he wrote, Put Uriah out in front where the fighting is fiercest. Then withdraw from him so he will be struck down and die. So while Joab had the city under siege, he put Uriah at a place where he knew the strongest defenders were. When the men of the city came out and fought against Joab, some of the men in David's army fell. Moreover, Uriah the Hittite died. Joab sent David a full account of the battle. He instructed the messenger, when you have finished giving the king this account of the battle, the king's anger may flare up and he may ask you, why did you get so close to the city to fight? Didn't you know they were going to shoot arrows from the wall? Who killed Abelech, son of Jerub, Besheth? Didn't a woman drop an upper milestone on him from the wall so that he could die in Thebes? Why did you get so close to the wall? If he asks you this, then say to him, Moreover, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead. The messenger set out, and when he arrived, he told David everything Joab had sent him to say. The messenger said to David, The men overpowered us and came out against us in the open, but we drove them back to the entrance of the city gate. 
Then the archers shot arrows at your servants from the wall, and some of the king's men died. Moreover, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead. David told the messenger, Say this to Joab, Don't let this upset you. The sword devours one as well as another. Press the attack against the city and destroy it. Say this to encourage Joab. When Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him. After the time of mourning was over, David had her brought to his house and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing David had done was displeased by the Lord. And that's the end of our chapter, y'all. Oh my goodness. Let's break it down. Okay, so boom. David and Bathsheba. Now, David, you know you was wrong. I just want to get up into this. Now, you know he's wrong. Boom. So, in the spring, let, let me just summarize it. Springtime, the king sends the men off to go to war. David sent out Joab with the king, his men, the whole Israelite army, and they destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Robert. But David remained in Jerusalem. One evening, David gets up from his bed, starts walking around on the roof of his palace, and from the roof of the palace, he saw a woman down bathing. This woman was Bathsheba. He needed to know who this woman was, so he sent down there people like, go find out who this woman is, because she is very beautiful. Who is that? So the people came back like, yes, that's Bathsheba. She's the daughter of Iliam and she's the wife of Uriah. She was the wife of Uriah. So David sent her to come up to his palace. He like, yeah, baby, I'm the king. What's up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your man, he worked for me. You know what I mean? Finesse her about those draws, basically. She slept with him. Now... I don't know if it was supposed to go down like that because I don't think so. But hey, it's up in the Bible. She gave a cootie cat up to the king, David, at the time. And she was Uriah's wife. So she goes back home. She ends up becoming pregnant. And she tells David, oh my God, we slept around, you know, but I'm pregnant now. What we gonna do? So David tells his partner, Joab, like, oh my goodness, go get Uriah. <laughs> We need to make a plan or something. He gets Uriah. He lets him know, like, you know, how was Joab? How was the war? How was the soldiers? How's everything going down there? David tell Uriah, you know, go down to your house. Go wash your feet. Go get cleaned up. Go eat. Go drink and go chill. Basically, go be with your wife. Now, Uriah, he didn't leave. He ended up sleeping at the entrance of the palace on the mat with the rest of the servants. And they let David know, like, you know, Uriah didn't go home. He didn't go wash his feet and go do no. He just stayed here. And so David was like, why didn't you go home? Didn't you just come from a military campaign? Like, why didn't you go home? Why didn't you go be with your wife? Uriah, like, the ark and the Israel of Judah are standing tents. And my commander Joab and my Lord's men are camped in the open country. How could I go eat and drink with my wife and go sleep with my wife when we still out here low-key in the battle? David thinking to himself, like, this is awesome. This man want to go in the battle. This is great. Guess what? 
stick around for a little bit you can stay with me don't even trip i'm gonna send you back out into war in about a day or two so he lets uriah stay with him they eat they drink he get uriah drunk they laughing ha 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 oh my goodness you know thank you for fighting for me and all this yeah 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 what boys do in the midst of this david tell joab look i'm gonna send uriah back out to battle but when we need to go back out there put him in the front where the fierce defenders are and when they start attacking go ahead and draw back and let let that man go you know what i'm saying so we basically plotting to kill him and so joab like okay yes king he followed the instructions so he, they go out to war again and they put uriah on the front and obviously some of the men get shot by the arrow and uriah happened to be one of them and he dies this is all in david's plan now they send this news back to david let them know that they got attacked and all that and trying to make the story sound really good joab like yeah tell the king this happened this happened that's how uriah died but moreover he like even though some of the men died let the king know moreover uriah died because that's the big secret here Uriah the one need to go so when the king David got the news they told him like yeah you know we got too close to the gate they shot the arrows you know but nevertheless king Uriah the Hittite he died and so David like oh my goodness press the attack against the city and destroy it go ahead y'all destroy those people basically just try to make Joab feel good and try to get them back up there like they didn't just plot this whole thing to kill Uriah <laughs> and so after that the time of mourning so Uriah's wife found out that he died in the war now she crying as if she didn't even sleep with the king david already as if she wasn't out here knocking boots but now she crying mourning for her husband that just passed away and after the mourning season was over david ends up sending for bathsheba and bathsheba became david's wife and bared the son that she ends up pregnant with in the beginning bared it for david now the lord was not happy with what david done and neither am i okay david because it's a lot of that going on right now in today's world with people thinking that they homies is they homies and they friends is they friends it happened to both men and it happened to both women ain't that crazy how you have it all and you still choose to have something that don't belong to you are you still wicked scheme your way into getting something that don't belong to you that's crazy because you think that the lord is not paying attention but the lord did not like he was very displeased should i say with what david did and he had every right to be displeased because why would you do that david you literally slept with this man's wife you put this man on the battlefield so he could die and then you take this man's wife Ugh, it happens all the time it happens in today's world it happens it's been happening it happened back in those times and it just been repeating itself and repeating itself different situations different scenarios different people same thing same thing that could happen now she wasn't right that was very wrong i don't think that that was cool for her Bathsheba and David was wrong, period. That's not cool. So the question is, have you ever been caught in the act like David and tried to deceive your way out of your predicament? 
what David did, he got caught in his act by sleeping with Uriah's wife Bathsheba. She was beautiful. He slept with her. He got her pregnant. He had to plot a way to get her husband out the picture so that she could become his wife and that she could bear his son. I won't say that I have done something in this nature, but I have allowed the enemy to use me in ways that I've tried to literally deceive my way out of my predicament that I put myself in. For instance, after having my son, every predicament situation that I put myself in, I try to finesse it to benefit me the best way that it can. And more so over, I was literally hurt myself back to back to back to back to back because the Lord was very displeased with my actions and what I was doing. Never appreciating the moment, never taking in, making something of what I had at the moment, never accepting thanking for what I was given at that time. I always try to finesse either more, finesse my love, finesse somebody else's love, finesse somebody to care, finesse me not to care. I've always tried to finesse my predicament that I put me in. So just like David, I could see many times that the Lord would be displeased with some of my actions on what I have done. I could just say that like wholeheartedly in this story, it, it allows me to see me in this story. I have put myself in situations where I didn't think about the other person or I selfishly thought about myself, putting myself first and not thinking about nobody else's feelings or how it will make somebody else feel or what it would do to cause the situation to go the way that it went. Like I literally probably finesse my whole situation into a bad loop because I wasn't glorifying or appreciative or accepting of what God was doing for me at that time. When I had my son, yes, I was just a child. I was going on 18 years old, but I knew for a fact that I wanted to be a mother that I didn't have. And I tried to finesse of being a mother that I didn't have and the whole time I was breaking down of not learning to be the mother that I needed to be because I tried to think like I had it all figured out and I didn't. Then when I had my daughter, I wanted to finesse love in a way that I didn't want to show it. I didn't care to have it. I didn't appreciate love. I didn't want to talk about love. I didn't like love at all I didn't even know what it was you know and I wanted to finesse myself to think that I knew what it was and that the way that I'm moving and the way that I was acting and the way that I was talking and dealing was some sort of love that was really not it was destroying me and so when I had my kids Yes, I love, love, love my kids now that I understand what love is. But I remember finessing myself out of my good situations because I was literally trying to finesse the predicament. Like I was trying to finesse God because I was caught in the act, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, God, I messed up. I don't know if I was supposed to be doing this. I didn't consult with you first. I didn't talk to you about it. I didn't ask you. I didn't. I don't have you in my life. And here I am trying to play God. Here I am trying to be God. Yes, I am a God, but without the tool of God, I am nothing. So I'm just merely a human being here that's trying to act like a God when I don't even have God. 
make it make sense you know what i'm saying like girl get it together either you need to get with god or you're going to keep getting caught in the act and you're going to deceive your way out of your predicament like that's very powerful and that's what this story is giving me david wanted bathsheba bathsheba belonged to uriah uriah was a servant of Joab, who was a servant of David, who fought in the army in the military war for David, David put Uriah on a front line to kill him so that he could be with Bathsheba. Ain't that something? It, it's happening all around us. Situations, scenarios like this is happening all around us. You think that God is going to be pleased with our actions when we try to deceive or we try to predict or even trying to finesse our way into having something. I've had moments where God was very displeased with me and I've, I've had to go through those moments and relive those moments and I've had to apologize for them and I had to tell God, I'm sorry, forgive me for what I did not know. Forgive me for what I don't know, you know? And when I do know, Father Lord, I ask that you order my steps because I'm still human and there's still something in me that don't fully understand because I would never fully understand. So I ask that you hold my hand and guide me and walk with me and teach me. And that's why they say get into the Bible, read the Bible. And it's not just throwing scriptures out there. It's, it's getting into the stories. Getting into the story of seeing what could have took place and what could have went different if the situation would have been handled different. Now, if David would have been up on his rooftop at the palace and he would have saw her bathing down there and he like dang who is that little sexy pyt down there bathing who is that and they go tell him like oh that's Bathsheba that's the daughter of Eliam and that's the wife of Uriah now if David would have heard oh that's Uriah's wife oh okay I don't want no parts in that you know I'm gonna do my own thing and he would have went on about his business he would have never plotted, not saying that he plotted, but he would have never put himself in a predicament where he slept with Bathsheba. Bathsheba got pregnant. Uriah was her husband. She couldn't have the baby and be with both. So David set him up to die. Like, <laughs> it happens all the time in this world. Different scenarios, different people, but same situation. It's so crazy and yeah you guys that was the end of our chapter i mean dang david he went from i liked him when he was in first samuel well, when we first discovered him first samuel 17 when he was fighting with um goliath but he over his second samuel he over here getting caught up in an act you know doing what guys do not just guys do women too Bathsheba both not not saying I don't know the the type of strength that she could have had to deny David of sleeping with her but they both was wrong and for Uriah to lose his life over that scandal that was wrong as well Uriah didn't even have a clue what was going on he was literally just being a servant and yeah God has every right to be displeased with us when we act in a matter like we just witnessed David act here in 2nd Samuel chapter 11 you guys go ahead and check out all the episodes not only just check out the episodes but follow us on social media you never know what I'm going to do you never know what's going to happen over the Thanksgiving holiday I gave away a hundred dollars to one of my 
cousins in Christ who follow Blessed to BS on Instagram. It was a random post. I'm not really big on holidays. I don't really care about the man-made holidays that set up every month, every year, and it just repeats itself and all these things. I'm not really big on that, but what I am big on is following the orders and instructions of God. And when God tells me to give, then I must follow those instructions. And not all the time am I able to give, but when I am able to give, I like to give from my heart. And there's plenty of times that I do giveaways and you guys I want you guys to be a part of it I want you guys to be a part of every giveaway that comes to me because this giveaway comes from God and it just allows me to show my thanks and how appreciative I am that God allowed me to be able to have things to give away I received so much from God that I am blessed and no I'm not rich and no I'm not rich yet should I say and no I don't have you know a lot of things but what I do have that I don't no longer need or what I do have that I can spare God has given me the opportunity to do that and I do not want you guys to miss no giveaway so go ahead and click the link follow make a purchase on a website it could be anything it could be the wallet the t-shirt the sweater in the bible study cards anything you choose to make a purchase is very much appreciated i appreciate all of you guys for listening everybody that steps in or, or click on a link and listen to any episode that i have ever recorded i appreciate you guys like seriously thank you for listening to bless the bs bougie bible studies again check out all the episodes before this Send this message to somebody who you feel may benefit from it. It can be anybody that you know that wants a relationship with God but just don't know how. You know, let them come over here and be family and related to us. What's the best place to be? It's over here at Blessed to Be Us with your cousin in Christ, Wantrell LeVette. <laughs> Bougie Bible Studies, okay? So until next time, you guys, I will talk to you guys next week. And don't forget to click on the link and support the show. Support everything about Blessed to Be Us. Bye. <laughs>